Welcome to the Studio 2501 Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness podcast. Located inside HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas, our goal is to transform lives through coaching and counseling. We'd like to extend a special thank you to Hoydale for sponsoring our show. You're listening to The Seven Mountains of Influence, hosted by Lynn Bright. Each mountain was shaken by the coronavirus pandemic. Each month, we'll take an in-depth look at one of those mountains and how they impact us. This is the Mountain of Education. We have brought in a student today to help us talk about education and how thing, life has been and what it's been over a period of time. And so we're really glad um, to have Miss Logan Forrest in the house. Hello. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Absolutely. And I... Um, just the, the seven mountains so that we know what we're talking about. Um, religion and spirituality came first for us, and then family, and then education, government and politics, business and economy, and then media, and then arts and entertainment. So we asked you to come and talk specifically about that mountain, okay, that mm-hmm. you've been placed on in this season in your life. So I'll just start off really quick, Logan, and just say, just tell tell us a little bit about you so we know who you are. Okay. Whatever you want to say. I mean, just make sure it's legal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Logan Forrest. I am 18 years old. I am about to start college on Monday. Yay. I, yes, yay. Exciting. Um, Where are you going to head off to? Butler Community College, and I am very excited to see where that leads me and where it takes me. Um, I went skydiving last year, just Uh -uh. a little Uh -uh. fun fact. No way. (laughs) Yep, Uh, about a year ago exactly, actually. And and you survived because you're sitting here with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did survive. It was a lot of fun. I, I came to know you through your grandparents Mm -hmm. and namely your your grandma I thought you call her Nana yes okay your Nana and Tom and Michelle Martin and Michelle actually is the coaching program coordinator here at HopeNet and I just remember when I first met her even in this room and um, I said you cannot come and hang out here you cannot (laughs) be here because I want to be with you by myself I just want you all to myself so that I can just sit at your feet and learn whatever you have to have to give up. And then I thought about how stingy that was. And so um, she's been here ever since then because <laughs> she said yes to us. And so many people get to experience her and she gets to spare, share her knowledge and her wisdom and just her fun. Yes. <laughs> she's crazy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> just crazy, crazy girl. So we'll see if I see any of that craziness here today <laughs> with you. I've been talking to... Um, staff for a little while we've kind of been sharing together about mental wellness and I'm going to define some of that where I got that from and um, and then we're going to kind of go into some just some more things with you Miss Logan so the eight dimension of wellness that we landed on comes from SAMHSA and it's the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and so there's Emotional wellness, which means it is the ability to cope effectively with life and build satisfying relationships. And then there are spiritual, intellectual, physical, environmental, financial, occupational, and also social. 
And for our definition today around mental health, I went to mentalhealth.gov, and it says that mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So when we get around to that that part mm-hmm. and we're going to dive into, I want us to keep those things in mind and I'll bring us back to some of that. And it's probably just going to pop out of your mouth. <laughs> and you're probably just from your story, yeah. you'll probably just be able to share that. Mm-hmm. What has your educational experience been like? So I've always gone to Mays. It's a great school district. I love it. There's lots of resources and opportunities ever since kindergarten all the way through high school. Spring break my junior year, we that's when COVID hit. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we had our regular spring break. and That then was we, in 2020? Yes. Okay. And then they were like, okay, we're going to add another week to spring break because we don't know what's happening. And so we were like, okay, well, we're going to get two weeks of spring break. Like, yay. Like. I was, we were so excited, and then, <laughs> and then, and then it kept yeah, going and going. Yep, and then they were like, "Okay, well, the rest of the year is going to be fully remote," and that kind of made everyone like, "Wait, what? Yeah. Like, how are we supposed to deal with that? How are we go about that?" And it was different. I mean, different teachers expected different things, like normal, but mm-hmm. just w- trying to do it all online and stuff was. It was a change. And that was new for you. Yeah. Never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I had never done anything online, online classes or anything. Thankfully, I was like a teacher assistant one block in like uh, uh, easy classes. But I know some people that were taking college credit classes and really struggling through that time. And I'm not saying that I didn't have the struggles (laughs) through it, but... Uh, yeah, then after that senior year, you had the choice of either going mm-hmm. and you could do, they split it in the school in half and one of them went on day A and one of them went on day B and okay. then it switched back and forth and everyone had Wednesday off. And so... How did you like, I mean, how did you like that? How did you adapt to that? Well, you could either do that or you could do online. And so I chose to stay online because that was... At the time, I was like, that's how it, it works best for me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't hate it that much. Like, <laughs> like everybody else was, like, really, really against it. And I was like, I enjoyed it. I could kind of do it at my own pace and stuff. I know that the people that did go to school had to get used to, like, two weeks of going to school and then two weeks online. And then once they got used to being online... Then they'd say, oh, wait, you can come back. And so it was just back and forth all the time. And I know it put a lot of people through a lot of different things and stress and anxiety and depression. Like, it just took its toll on everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody was – because I know that I really worked hard the first three years of high school so that my senior year I could kind of have the easier classes. just kind of easy. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah, and, like, I could just – get some no blocks in my schedule where I don't have classes and just enjoy the last year. I think I had a full schedule the first half and then I think I had three classes instead of four. Okay. And so it was still pretty full Mm -hmm. and it was like a normal schedule and while while we did get to go to some football games it just wasn't, like, the same as as senior years, like, supposed to be, like, with all the events and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
so we were all kind of bummed out about it, but it wasn't, it was like, we want to keep people safe. And right. so if this is what it takes, then this is what we're going right. to do. And so we just did what we had to do, but I know it took its toll on a lot of people. You know, just this whole series that we're doing about the Seven Mountains, and for us, for you and I right now, Miss Logan, we're, we're looking at just the educational piece. And I keep telling people, I said, your particular mountain that mm-hmm. you're on right now, what, what happened when it got shaken? And you're doing such a good job of just telling us, it was like something that we've never done before, and um, I say it, I'm looking at your face, and, I, and you're not looking like it was really hard, but yeah. I can see you, your eyes even going back to that time yeah. and remembering and saying that was it, it was it took some flexibility and adaptability. What did you see or learn about yourself? I thought the online was great for me. I mm. I was really over like just the high school, like, you know, drama, just like I was just kind of done with it and a long time ago. So I thought I still had my close friends that I hung out with, but it just the high school atmosphere I was just over with a long time ago. And so that's I I was really <laughs> glad to be online and not like having to deal with Oh, whatever. What, is going. That, what does that mean? I'm over, over, over what? Just people being petty and just the little drama and stares. Not and, drama. There's no drama in high school. Yeah, no. It's all little <laughs> things that people yeah. are. It's just immaturity and stuff. And so I was glad to be online. And I learned to really love that. And then okay. around, like, graduation, that's when we had to start going to graduation parties and stuff and I was just that was different yeah yeah and some of them were wearing masks some of them you weren't like it was just unknown too like you were like walked in and you didn't know if people were gonna be like yeah yeah what what their standards were. COVID-19 was a real thing yeah and even as we're recording right now Mm -hmm. it's still a thing yeah the uncertainty of what am I gonna show up in Mm -hmm. when I show up at this party to celebrate my friends yeah that who has on mask who doesn't have on mask and so what did you do with that we always brought one and just kind of kept it on our wrist and then put it on when we first walked in and kind of saw the environment and some of them were outside some of them we're like, no, I have family members here who are really susceptible, so please wear your mask. And so, yeah, we just kind of followed whatever okay. their guidelines were for that party because this is this May, so it's kind of when things were starting to lighten up a little bit. And it was we were all kind of like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, we don't we don't know how to go back into this. And I, when we started going to these parties, I started noticing. Like, the first time my friend brought it up, I was, like, got really nervous and anxious. And I was like, well, I haven't talked to people or seen people in so long. While I was in it, I was like, that's a good thing. Like, I was like, I don't have to, like, deal with all the high school stuff. Like, I can be with my friends and my family and the people that I really love. And, but I started, she told me, and she was like, no, you're going with me. And I was like... I, like, started to feel sick. I was like, I, like, don't know if I can do this. Like, that's a lot of people. I am very stressed and anxious about it. And I don't think then I realized it was 
anxiety about it. Mm -hmm. I think it was just overwhelming. Like, I was trying to find a way to get out of it. Like, Mom, can we go to dinner tonight so I don't have to go to this graduation party or something? Logan, that's huge because I felt that Mm -hmm. going on with you. But I think probably to even give our listeners kind of a frame Mm -hmm. or some kind of point to start. What was Logan like before the party started? Very social. I wanted to be friends with everybody. I wanted to love everybody. I wanted to show everyone Jesus' love. I was just everywhere. I wanted to be out. I wanted to go and do things. I, I would spend like weeks with people just day after day after day, just go and go and go and go. And I enjoyed it. And so I don't think that I am an anxious person. Like, I don't think anxiety has been something I've always dealt with. Mm-hmm. But wh- before those parties I think just the isolation and maybe some past hurt from friends and stuff just knowing that I'm probably going to go see them and have to deal with that I would just like be in my room and be like feeling like physically sick like I would and still be sweating and walking in to the parties I only went because my friend went and I would just stay behind her and kind of follow her and wherever she went. And then I would say something to somebody, be like, hey, like, how are you doing? And then it's like my mind, I would be thinking, what if I don't have anything to say next? And then that's what, I, that's what would happen. Okay. I wouldn't have anything to say next. And it would just be like we were standing there awkwardly. And so then I was like, well. I, so awkward silences yeah. it, with people that I know. Yeah, I know and it's yeah, and it was like a, I was talking to a girl that I had been in student council with for like six years, and we've worked together like on committees and stuff, and I just didn't know. I, I mean, she said, "How are you?" I said, "Good. How are you?" And she said, "Good." And I didn't know what I was supposed to say back, and I was like, I was like, oh, this is awkward. And then I was like, oh, and then I'd just be like, okay, well, have a good day. And then I'd like turn and just get out of the situation. And I've started to learn that it's, you can't run and hide from the situation. I I didn't know what I was feeling because normally I'm, I can keep a conversation. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy learning about their life. Like it's, it was really weird that I didn't know why I was not able to talk and then that closed me off to the other graduation parties and I just wouldn't say anything and I, I'd be like congratulations <laughs> people were like what is yeah. up with Logan they probably were I, I was just so like if I saw somebody else that I knew from school at the party I would just like turn the other way or get on my phone and act like I didn't see them and I was like best friends with that person for three years Okay, but I was just so ridden with fear that I couldn't do it. I'm glad you, you brought that up because when I think you, you said the words, mm-hmm. you said I was anxious and I was nervous, mm-hmm. which was new for me in a social setting. Yeah. But what I also hear you saying is that there was a pre-pandemic, a, a BC mm-hmm. before COVID, mm-hmm. Logan, yes. that w- had no fear. Mm-hmm. And you just described it as fear. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes when I talk to folks about anxiety and um, trying to get to the root of it all, I usually say what usually holds up anxiety is fear. And a lot of times you have to ask yourself in the middle of it all, like, what am I afraid of right Mm -hmm. now in this moment? I was scared of 
embarrassing myself. I'm like, if I don't have anything to say, then this is going to get awkward and I'm going to embarrass myself. Sometimes when I would go home after them, I would feel sick after them too. But then once I could calm myself down, I think it was like, this is not who I am. And it's like, but I don't know why I'm doing this or why it's happening. And there was a part of me that wanted to be like, like I just want to go to the party and not have to deal <laughs> yeah. about deal with all of this. But every single weekend for like two months, that's what we were doing. And I know that if my friend wouldn't have made me go, I would have stopped completely and just really, really shut. Yeah, exactly. Just cut off from everybody? Yeah. You know, as you're talking, we we act like that maybe this is just a Logan thing. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you have to answer this for me, like... Have you talked to any other friends, any other people to say, you know what, Logan, that happened to me too? Yeah. I mean, what? tell me a little bit about that. Well, I know a lot of people that just struggled with waking up and every day being the same. And they're like, I, I can't, I'm doing the exact same thing every day and it's driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I have had friends that came to me during the pandemic and said, Logan, I think I'm depressed. I would be like, okay, I hear you, I understand you. And then after I would kind of talk to them and say, well, what what have you told your parents? And they're like, oh, I would never do that. And I'd be like, what? Interesting answer. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was like, why, why wouldn't you do that? And they're like, because they just write me off. They'd say I wasn't depressed. They, and it would make it worse. It would make me feel more alone and isolated. Like, and I know a lot of people that felt that way. And that's kind of why I think it's important that we're having these types of conversations mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'm not doing this so, like, it, I inspire other people or anything like that. <laughs> but it's, you are pretty inspired. <laughs> thank you. But I just want to do it because I, there are probably somebody listening that just wants to know that they're not alone. And they want to know that there's somebody out there. And, like, I'm not saying that I'm completely anxiety-free now, but you can move forward. And how, how did you move forward? How, what, what was the first step? Yeah. What did, how did you even know what to do? And when you said that they, they did not, your friends did not want to tell mm-hmm. their parents. I told them that there were resources and stuff and the places that they could go to to get help. And I said, I will help you find therapy or counseling, whatever you need. Like I, it, that's, I think a lot of them think that that's a sign of weakness and that they can't do it. And I'm like, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. I'm like, you, I'm so glad that you felt that you could come to me. And I know yeah. that there's a lot of people that you can come to. And I know, like I told them, I was like, Nana, you could go to Nana. Go to Nana. Like, <laughs> Nana's there for everyone. And they feel comfortable with her. And, like, even just being able to tell me helped them a lot. My room is dirty. I used to be a clean freak, and now it's just trash all the time. And I don't care to clean up because I wake up and I lay in bed all day unless I hang out with you or unless I go and do this. And it's just, there's no point. And I said, okay, well. There's no let, point. That's yeah. interesting. There's, like, because, is it back to the thing that you said about friends? Like, it's the same thing every day of doing nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, we can just take the next step. You don't have to have everything figured out. We'll just take the next step. Tomorrow I'll come over and help you clean your room. 
And so we went over and cleaned her room, and then she already felt better. And so then I was like, okay, if you feel like you're doing the same things, then let's go do things. Let's go for a morning walk. Let's go for a hike. We, like, went down to Canopolis and okay. hiked there and stuff. And just... Logan, you're cracking me up. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're this budding therapist, okay? So you know I'm grinning all over the place, okay? And so I, I'm thinking, like, in what was going on with you when you're... Because I'm thinking that Logan's kind of in the same spot, and here she is mm-hmm. helping others. Mm-hmm. So am I right, or what was... Helping them filled me up some. Okay, okay. And then I realized I can't just do that. And I the some of the friends that were coming to me and saying this to me were not believers. And so that was kind of took its toll on me too because I could be like, well, like Jesus. And then which I did, but that only goes so far when they're very like, no. Yeah, I and don't want to, I don't want to hear anything about that. Yeah. And so I had to find my community, which is my nana. And I just had to go to her and say, like, I'm really struggling with this and I don't know how to handle it. And even just being able to say it was pretty freeing, but it didn't solve everything. And But you took that step. Mm-hmm. And so my question back to you is then, how did she respond? She actually, a few weeks later, we had a conversation because I told her I was going to do college all online. Okay. And because I was like, well, that's how I liked high school and blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, Logan. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, is there a certain yeah. way? She said, mm, yeah, Logan. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, she's about to hit me with some truth. And so she was like, she always tells me the D to principle, the D principle. And you can either be determined or defeated. And she said, I feel you crouching down in this and saying, this is the safe option. This is the safe option. So I'm just going to do this. That way I won't have to talk to people. That way I won't have to do anything. I'm just going to crouch down and stay defeated. But I'm miserable. At the same time, I'm telling you I'm miserable. Yeah. And so it was, I just started crying because I was, and she was like, this is not who you are. You're not, you are not anxiety. Like you are more than that. And I, I think deep down, I always knew that it was just fear that I was not going to go to college in person. It was just fear. Like I didn't want to have to communicate or be called on or whatever. And which kind of saying it back now, I'm like, but it's just like, (laughs) I wish wish people could see that face. Yeah. It's like, what, what was I thinking? But it's like, it's real. And she helped me realize that that's not who I wanted to be. I didn't want to be somebody that was so scared to go out or when I'm like a much older and I'm too scared to go out with my friends or I'm too scared to go meet a new group of people or something. And so... She knew that's not, that's mm -hmm. not my Logan. Yeah. And she, I think... I and then when I brought it up to my friend, she was like, you know, I was thinking that too. And I was like, I think I knew that deep down, but I didn't want to admit it. And so I was like, well, I'm not gonna be defeated. I'm not gonna stand in this spot. And I it's it sounds kind of simple, but it's like if you don't take a step forward, you're not gonna go anywhere. 
Okay. And, like, if I don't, for, I mean, I didn't enroll for college until the end of July, like. <laughs> what was, was that yeah. dragging your feet a little bit? Yeah, oh, and okay. so that was, like, I was, like, I just have to take the next step. I was, like, it's not necessary, like, I'm not, like, yay, college, like, what, like, it, it's, like, I still have anxiety about it, but I can move forward knowing that. Jesus is with me. I mean, the same Jesus that walked out of the tomb is walking into the next battle with me. Like, he's right there alongside with me. And I have not missed saying this with anybody yet. I, I may later on. <laughs> I, I always end up saying, girl, you getting ready to preach now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it took me a long time to even realize that. I don't know if it was some time that I was like, I mean, I always knew that God was with me, but I think during that anxiety period, I maybe thought that he was just up in the sky and reaching down a hand or something. Okay. Like, I just, it could, the anxiety overrid all of my thoughts. Like, it I, was I, prevailing yeah. and, and I, drowning. I, yeah, I, it was just like I couldn't even think about anything else. And now I've learned that I have to change those thoughts. I have to... Re- remove the what if I embarrass myself and say, well, what if I meet somebody that's going to be my best friend? Or what if I get to show somebody the love of Jesus? Or what if this is his plan for me? And I'm not going to say no. Like, and I, that's what I was trying to do before, was trying to just say no and be like, no, no, I'm fine here. I'm fine here. And so I had to take that next step and move forward and get out of that hole I was in. It's interesting because as I'm listening to you, I'm saying she is like putting the flesh on the definition of the whole thing about mental health mm-hmm. and so how it affects how you think mm-hmm. and how you feel and how you act. Yeah. And the thing is that what you're telling me, I said, well, what did you do? And you said, I found my community. Mm-hmm. I found someone to talk to. And then they gave me truth. Mm-hmm. And I changed my thoughts, mm-hmm. which is really huge. Mm-hmm. And now it's even like, it's not something that's just over and behind me. I'm, I've learned to deal with it a lot better. I mean, when we first talked about it, I mean, I'm just going to be real authentic yeah, do here. It, do it. I think that there's a lot of people that walk around with masks of trying to say, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. And that's not, I just want to be the most authentic version of myself and tell my truth in hopes mm-hmm. of letting somebody else know that they're not alone. And so after we talked in my Nana's office, I was, like, so excited when you were talking about it. And then you left, and I was like, but what if I don't respond with what they want to hear? Or what if I don't this or that? And then it was just like, it was like, Logan, stop. Turn your thoughts around. And it was, what if this is God's plan for you? What if this is kind of a break that you've been praying for? Or what if this is your chance to let somebody know that they're not alone and that this is a fight that we're all going to fight together? Like, yeah. it's just, it's literally just taking the thought and flipping it over into like a, a complete... Pancake. Yeah, exactly. Flip the pancake. Okay. And <laughs> How did you know that that was one of my techniques in my office? I have people flip the pancake all the time. Really? I do. So you, and, and have we ever talked about this uh-uh. before? Never. No. Never. So just look, the things that you're saying, like people need to know, we have not pre-talked about uh-uh. this in any way. So everything that you're telling me is brand new. Yeah. And I just, I, I just love how 
the main thing you're saying is it for people to know that they're not alone mm-hmm. and that you can be your authentic self even right now mm-hmm. in this conversation mm-hmm. when it was something that you went through that was hard. Yeah. And I think I was scared to talk about it because I, I thought it was weakness. And I remember the first time my mom brought up me going to therapy or counseling. And I was like, I don't need help. Like, I'm not, I like, what was just, I don't know what I was, but I started going and I'm like, now learning that asking for weakness is not, or asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It, everybody needs it. Like, and I also with just flipping over my thoughts, it's like, don't face your problems and forget your God. Mm-hmm. Don't face your problems and forget how faithful he was then. He was faithful then and he's faithful now and he's faithful forevermore. Like, it's just, I I think during that time period, it was just, my brain was so fogged Mm. with this that I could not, and I think I knew that, but I was like, but I'm so scared. It's like, I know God's with me, but I'm so scared. Like, and I just, I, I can't do this. And I walk in and be sweating. Like, (laughs) and I would be like, Oh my goodness! What if what if people I think brought another shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just like the little things, and like, what if I just slammed that door too hard, or what? And they're like judging me now, or whatever. And it was just like the that's little. On, that's on overload. That, that's like, yeah. like way over the top. Yeah, it was. That that's real. What yeah. you're saying is really real. Those are real thoughts yeah. that come, uh-huh. and you had to do something about it, not yeah. just let them drive you around. Yeah. Because I don't think you'd be enrolling for college. No, I I would not. I would be in a scared, timid in my room doing my work declining calls during that time period mm-hmm. people would call me and I'd be like what if I don't know what to say and I'd just decline it and then text them and be like hey I'm doing something sorry uh what's up and then they try and call me again and be like uh I'm in the shower can you just text me like I'm in the shower texting <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was just like something something yeah and yeah. so it was it was a little rough patch and I'm thankful that I went through it though because now I know that like this is happening to a lot of people and I know that there's a lot of people without good community even at my school even in my family even close friends that is struggling and feel like they can't say anything about it and I just want them to know that they're not alone and that this is happening to a lot of people. You know, how, how old are you right now as we're talking? 18. 18 years old and 18-year-old wisdom. And it, I don't even think it's wisdom alone. I think it's a lot of things that you had some help in your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Most definitely you have supportive people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have a question for you with that 18-year-old self mm-hmm. <laughs> is um, Logan have... Have you ever been in a pandemic before? No. You've never, ever, ever been this way before. Mm-hmm. And what came with it is probably came out of nowhere on you. But when I talk to you today and just even what you've shared, you didn't quit. You didn't stop. And you're able to sit here in this room with me and talk about that and offer hope. Mm-hmm. As we get ready to, to wind down a little bit, I, I just really thank you for getting personal. Yes, of um, being Delivering your truth. And 
I just, what, what would you like to say to a student, whether they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, or getting, or getting ready to start college? Mm -hmm. What would, what would you like to say to them about this thing about never being this way before? Yeah. And their mental health? I would say to gather yourself and seriously find those people that can notice when you're off and can tell you in love. Because I think if somebody else would have told me what Nana told me that day, I would have just written it off. But because she came from a place of love and I know that she cares about me, I was like, I I was overcome with so many emotions. And I want to tell them that they're not alone and that it's okay. It's good. It'll work out. It it takes time. Get the help you need. If you need therapy or counseling or whatever it is to help fight this, then do it. And just trust in the Lord. It's easier said than done. I think sometimes like with these anxiety and anxieties and stuff, some people just it it just fogs your mind. And so it just going back to the truth and going back to the Bible, what exactly it says. Do not be anxious about anything. It's like Philippians what? 4. You know, yeah. like we think that we came up with that, right? Yeah. I said, yeah. God knew yeah. that we would have anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh, it's right here. Yeah. Written in <laughs> yeah. the love letter of life. Yeah. So, yeah, just, and I, I'm not saying any of this to bring attention to my heartache or what I went through, but to bring attention to his goodness and mm-hmm. how faithful he is and how he Logan, I love that. He brought me out of this. I am going to keep fighting. It's not over. I'm not telling people that with one little conversation and 50 anxiety sermons and just researching <laughs> and like that's only 50 only, only 50. Okay. <laughs> and it's not going to fix it all the time. You're not going to be completely over anxiety you may be but for me that's not the story it's still a battle I still have to face it but when I realize that the same Jesus that walked out of the tomb is walking into me with this battle he's walking into me into the first class of college with me on Monday and I know that everything works for good everything Mm -hmm. he does works for good so if I'm going into this class and I'm shaking and nervous and scared. Like, You'll at least be in the yeah. class. You'll yeah. be, you, have, yeah. you would have made a step. Yes, it, it was the next step. Yes. And if you don't step forward, you're going to stay in the same spot. So if you're sitting with anxiety right now, just take the next step and you, you will move forward if you keep taking steps. But if you don't take a step, you're going to stay in the same spot. And you know, all of that that you're saying is a reason why HopeNet is here, Mm -hmm. Um, to walk alongside people, to let people know that they are not alone, and none of us are above Mm -hmm. anxious feelings or depressed feelings or being stressed out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been an interesting time, and um, it won't be our last Mm -hmm. interesting time in history, and I just love that we've been entrusted with a big old fat pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and when we are able to look back on it, we'll be able to say, how in the world did you find yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be able to do all that, but we cannot do it without you. Mm-hmm. And so I thank you today just for pouring out your heart and um, 
giving us some good tips, um, <laughs> some good things, and stealing my idea about flipping the pipe pancakes <laughs> and all of that. So I just really appreciate this Logan being in the house. Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Visit us online at hopenetwichita.org and on social media at Hopenet Wichita. Thank you again to Hoydale for sponsoring this show. You can find Studio 2501 wherever you get your podcasts.